I'm super excited to be here today. It's going to be an amazing, amazing morning. And um, as you can tell, um, it is Youth Sunday, right? Right? Get hyped, right? That's what I'm talking about. Super exciting. I'm excited to be up here and I'm excited for what the Lord is doing, right? And so God's doing a lot within youth group and you guys are in for a treat with those who are going to share today and those who are going to do announcements. Uh, You guys are in for a real treat. Uh, But anyways, um, it's Youth Sunday and so just um, I'm excited for you to hear what God's doing within youth group, within me and Wilson's lives of being a part of youth group. Uh, amazing, amazing, humbling experience um, to be a part of these kids' lives in that way, but um, also to hear from them, though. We want you to hear from them and from their mouths and their hearts what God is doing. But those of you who do not know who I am, uh, I'm the junior high youth pastor. My name is Caleb, and um, I've, <laughs> this might be shocking to some of you, but I've actually been attending Horizon for about six years now, and I've been a part of ministry here for most of that time. I came um, for Bible college about six years ago, and I interned through the Bible college, and I was a part of youth group, and it's been about four years now that I've been serving in youth ministry here at Horizon, and about three years that I have <clears throat> I have uh, been over junior high, and it's just been an amazingly humbling experience because God is doing a work within these kids' lives, and it's not by anything me or Wilson are doing. Um, by any means, but it's what the Lord's doing, and the Lord is doing awesome things, and you're going to get to hear about it. And so, um, just to share a little bit about me, you know, um, to dive into my heart of why I am doing what I'm doing and why the Lord has called me here, um, and being a part of junior high ministries. They're they're crazy, but they're fun, you know, and they keep me on my toes, that's for sure, and they wear me out, and it's an exciting thing. And so, um, I remember going through my craziness of life here within Bible college and working and trying to figure out what God was doing. And at the time I was in the police academy um, about three years ago, and I thought the Lord was kind of projecting where he wanted me. And I remember I was getting ready to go into, um, um, into the academy and Bill was walking and praying and I hope you remember this, but um, it's been, it was an amazing time because uh, the Lord challenged me in that moment. He was like, what are you doing? And I told him what was going on and where I was going to be going. And I was in the police academy. He's like, okay. And he was like, well, um, we have an opening in the junior high. You know, the past junior high leader had stepped out and he was like, I want you to pray about doing it. And he was like, what are your thoughts? And I immediately, you know, in my mind, I was like, I did the general Christian answer of, oh, I'll pray about that. You know, and I was like, man, junior hires are crazy. I don't want to be a part of it, you know? Um, and I was like, that's not really where I feel like Lord's like had me at the moment. And I prayed about it for about a week. And in that week, God did a lot. He completely like changed my heart towards it. And, um, you know, I was looking at my own life and I was looking at it, the lives of the youth kids that I'm a part of. And it's kind of like, they are in a, in a dark world. They live in a dark world. We live in a dark world. And you know, there's kids that are lost and they don't know who Jesus is. And I want them to know who God is. And so part of that and that prayer, the Lord really stirred in my heart. And <clears throat> I remember we're running in the bill the next week and he was just like, so would you pray about it? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And he was super pumped. I was super pumped, but, um, you know, I went into it, right. 
And it started with the youth leader and like three kids. And I was like, man, this is not anything like I thought it was going to be. And, uh, you know, now God has done just an amazing work. And there is so many kids we can't even, we don't even have room for all of them. But uh, it's awesome to see what God's doing. And kids' lives are being transformed from 10 to 17, 18 years old within youth group. And they're coming to know who Jesus is. And it's just an amazing, amazing thing to get to watch and be a part of. It's super humbling. Man, these kids are so convicting. They're like, man, I was in my Bible like three times the, every single day this past week. And I was like, man, man, I'm not, you know, I'm going to have to step up my game, <laughs> you know? And so, but it's awesome to see that God is moving in their hearts. And so <clears throat> for me, I want to answer the question of why, you know, when uh, Bill had come to me and asked and me doing it, why did I pick that? And why did I choose to answer that call on my life to serve in junior high? And <clears throat> it's quite simple, actually. And it's that through my childhood or my teenage years, I had a rough life. Like, wasn't it me per se, but the circumstances of my life were very difficult. They were challenging. You know, from the outside looking in, it was like, oh, the perfect, happy family. You know, I'm one of nine siblings. Um, big family. and But from the inside, there was just toxicity and turmoil and sin. And um, it was like living two completely different lives. And in the midst of the toxicity, there was this chapter of scripture that just ministered to me. And every single time something was going on, I'd go to it and God would speak to me. So about 13 years of age in junior high, I like made my faith my own. Um, it wasn't something that I was always told about, but I made it my own. And I came to know who God was in a deep, real, and intentional way. And so if you could, please go to Philippians 4 for me. Um, and we're going to start in verse 4. Um, and it says, rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made, be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And honestly, we see that Paul is in um, prison writing this to the church of Philippi. And he's in a, a circumstance and a situation that is not joyful by any means, but he was able to find joy in the midst of the circumstance that he was facing. He was able to find peace. He was able to find hope. And so what I'm here to share with you today is that you could find all these things in Christ, no matter the circumstance or situation or time. God is not a circumstantial God. He is a constant within your life. You could always find joy in God, no matter what is happening in life. You could always find that peace, as it says right here, the peace which surpasses all understanding. So everything you know about the situations you're going through, everything that seems to be a, a crazy mess or the good, the bad, the ugly, the really ugly, the really good, God is constantly there. You could constantly feel the love of him. You could constantly find that peace and that hope and that joy. And in my childhood, this is what I held on to. I held on to that hope of who Jesus was. You know, these kids that, that I get to be a part of their lives, I see myself in them so much. And walking through different circumstances or trials they go through, I, I could see myself. I suffered through a lot of things and you know, I have so many notes on this chapter of scripture throughout the last like 10 years of my life, you know, 13 years of my life almost. And I actually found one of those notebooks from when I first started. 
and um, like following the Lord over this chapter. I'm going to read some of it for you because, you know, the, the old Caleb uh, has a 13 and 14 year old, I feel like is, some, is in some ways more mature than I am right now. And so like I'm reading this, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But these kids are a lot more mature than you realize, and they know a lot more than you think. And uh, it's important why we get to share what we do, what we get to and open the scripture and share the truth of who God is and his word. And so um, just to sum up my teenage years, what I had wrote down when I was 18 before I came to Bible college, it was like, um, just to be real with you for a second, it says, I, I said, I have suffered from abandonment, rejection, imprisonment, heartache, abuse, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, sin. But most of all, the biggest thing that had held me captive through my teenage years was fear. Fear like held me back so much from just glorifying God in so many ways. And I see in a lot of these kids, there's fear of just not being accepted, of not knowing what they're going to do, a fear of just these lies from the enemy, right? And the enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, right? It says within scripture, and that's what he's going to do. And he doesn't want these kids to know who God is. He doesn't want these kids to have a relationship with who God is. And so the importance of like what I realized was that I can find joy in God no matter what I was walking through. And all those seasons through my teenage years and the things that went wrong, I found joy in God. I found hope in him, right? I felt his love. And so the beautiful thing about this is that, you know, there's joy in the midst of tragedy. Even though you may not feel it all the time, you know, when something goes wrong, it's not like, oh, yay, this is going horrible. It's like, you know, we have an opportunity to find that joy in Jesus. And so just a super amazing thing that we get. And so continuing on in verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learned and received and heard in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you, right? And just meditating on the things of, that God is doing despite the circumstances that you're walking through despite the trials that are upon you in this moment or the season or even in this world, you can find joy and you could find this peace. You could find and meditate on the things that God is doing because he is working, even if you can't see it within this moment or the second, right? God is doing an amazing work right now and we all get to be a part of it, right? And so just that beautiful, beautiful feeling. And I remember just reaching devastating points of my teenage years and my youth season and just holding on to the scripture of hope, holding on to the scripture of meditating on what God is doing and what he has done. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so this is 13 year old Caleb talking right here. This is what I wrote down. And I said, uh, pertaining to these verses, and it says, the enemy does not want us to have joy in the midst of trial, hope in the midst of hardship, peace in the midst of turmoil, perseverance in the midst of circumstance, patience in the, patience in the midst of suffering. But most of all, the enemy doesn't, doesn't want us to have faith in the midst of fear, right? And just how faith and knowing who God is overcomes so much. And fear held me back so much from doing so many things and just being able to come up here and testify that God has turned the ashes and what was devastating made something beautiful, right? And it's not by the work of me at all because I, I fail and I mess up, by, but it's by what God has done and what I've known him to do. And so anybody could tell you all day long that, you know, God is, is real and that he's true and he loves you. 
but I know he's true and he's real and he loves me by the fact of me seeing my youth years and my childhood and me being able to stand in front of you today and him do the work and has drastically changed my life, right? And so that's why I answered the call of stepping into youth ministry because I see these kids and they go through so many different things beyond what you can even imagine. And they're faced with a world that has nothing but odds stacked against them, especially if they want to pursue a relationship with God. And so I encourage you that if you can, or you think about it, to get to know these kids in here, they're all over their line in the back, they're right here, and they have a real relationship with who God is. And God is doing something amazing within youth group. Like, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how many times I've like wanted to just cry to think about it, even in this moment right now. I'm not going to though. Um, but uh, God is doing something true and their hearts are being transformed. They're coming to know who God is from the youngest at 10 to like the oldest at 18. God is speaking to them. He's moving in their hearts and they are on fire for him. It's not like they're just coming to youth group just to go or because there's a guy or a girl there. It's like, there's genuine hearts on fire for God. And so I encourage you get to know these kids because they are a huge blessing and they're the future generation. And they're the ones that we need to be pouring into so that um, we can help equip and prepare them and disciple them to go out in this world and to share Jesus. And so it's an amazing, amazing thing. And so if you think about it, be praying for them, be praying for them intently and fervently. And <laughs> They need it, <laughs> and we all do, but um, that's the burden that's on my heart and why I do what I do, and I know Wilson come up, can come up here and even testify the same thing of just we love these kids and we, we want to see them know who God is in a real way and not just sugarcoat it and like, oh, come and play games, and then, oh, youth group, yay. No, we want them to be intentional about their time with God. And so... If you think about it, be praying for them. But I'm super excited right now because it's one thing hearing it from me. You know, I could boast about all the kids all day long, but it's another thing when you get to hear it from them, right? And so today we have two young men. There's actually three. They are going to come up here and they're going to share what God's doing. And so the cool thing about being a part of youth group for these four years is the guys who are about to come up that are graduating this coming year, I, when I first started, they were freshmen. They just came into senior high. And so I've got to see them grow up and it's been an amazing, amazing thing. And so um, just be giving them a warm welcome because I know they're really nervous. So, um, all right, Bryce, come on up here. I'm much more comfortable with a guitar, as you just heard, but um, I'm just going to share a little bit about youth and what it has meant to me. But before we do that, I'm just going to go right off and pray. So, Lord, I just thank you again for this time. Lord, I thank you just that you, you're among the youth. Lord, I thank you just for all the testimonies that we're going to hear, Lord, and everything that you're doing. Lord, I thank you for just being present today, Lord. I thank you for your word and just uh, for all the amazing youth leaders that we've had, Lord, and just the ability that we have to come before you as a church and just, you know, testify to you and your word, Lord. So again, I pray that you just be with me as I speak, Lord, and be with everyone who talks today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, 
before we get into it, I'm just going to give a little bit about me. Most of you probably know me or have come in contact with me. My father is Tracy Gray. I don't know if he's in here or not. He's probably somewhere. He's somewhere in the church. So he's my father. My, uh, my mom is Rhonda, and we have been here for a long, long time. They were here 90s, I think, late 90s, but I've, I've not been here that long. I'm a senior, as Wilson said. Um, so I've been here my whole life. I have uh, been here for 12 years, and I started leading worship under Brett. And so I've really, really enjoyed doing that and just being a part of youth. But to start off, I will just share a verse, Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. If you guys want to turn there, you can. I will just read it. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And another verse that I'll be sharing, and these will all correlate later. Hebrews 3.13, it says, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So as I said, I've been, in, I've been in youth for seven years since I was in sixth grade. I've been here all my life. So right as I got to sixth grade, I went to youth. And my youth pastor has always been Brett. Wilson just kind of came in at the back end. So I, I've always been under Brett. Nothing against you, Wilson. It's just, I have more experience with Brett. So he has always been my youth pastor. And uh, we love Brett. He's very different than Wilson, but he is in no way less than Wilson. I will, I will not say that. He's, they're equal. They're equal. So um, I've always had Brett. We love Brett. He is, he's awesome. He is actually, him and Julia were the first two people that kind of got me to lead worship and kind of fostered that and to be what I am today, which is, you know, just a vessel of the Lord. But, um, it was really, really fun to just be under them and just, they really care. And I know a lot of times, like we say that, but then like they don't really, but Brett and Julia always checked in, always with everyone. He was never higher than anyone. He always made sure he was accessible and you can go into his office any time of the day and he would always be willing to talk or you could call him anything or play Minecraft. He does that too. But um, so next I'll just talk about a little bit why is youth important slash like what is it done for me? And what it did is I have three Fs, okay? There's foundation, fellowship, and the furthering of my gifts. So the foundation of youth has always been the word. It has never been anything different from that. It's just like Horizon. We go through verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we just dissect the word. And it is just, it's such a good thing to know that when you come on Wednesday night, you will get nothing different. There's no, okay, with, there's always rabbit trails and, you know, random conversations. But it's always centered right back in the word, like Horizon, like, you know, you just feel at home there. And um, it was always something, no matter how rough my week at school was or if I had anything on my mind, I know that Wednesday night I could come and just meet with the Lord. And it was nothing Nothing of Brett or Wilson or Julia or any of the leaders that made it that way. It was the Lord working. And so that was amazing to just, to just come and be centered with the Lord every Wednesday. And the second thing is fellowship. 
And with youth, there's always fun things happening. It's never you just go and sit because you're going to get found and either talked to or dragged into some game. Like hitting a ball in each other's legs. It's really fun. But um, you're never alone. You're never, you're never off to the side. You're always brought in. And it was just a great place where I could just get together with my friends and also just center it around the Lord. So it was never, it's never just a hangout time, but it's never just let's sit and read 15 chapters of Psalms without stopping. It's always been really fun and engaging and just you're able to be yourself and relax, but at the same time get to know the Lord. And the next thing is the furthering of my gifts and talents, which is where Ephesians 4 dives in. I'll read it again because why not? Um, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So that is another thing that youth has always really been good at. And especially in my case, Brett and Julia, is I remember the first time I went and got on stage and, and played at youth. I played bass. And Brett, I think he had taught me to play bass the week before or the day of. And then was like, by the way, you're playing tonight. And so I was freaking out. I was like about to throw up. Like it was, it was, it was just not a good situation. I was very scared. And Brett was like, by the way, you're going to mess up. And everyone's going to hear. And that's a true story. He said that. He said that. Look at him. And so that was really, really good for me to hear. Because I did mess up and everyone heard. But then I didn't mess up. And then eventually I led my first youth service, me on the acoustic with Caleb. I was also extremely nervous for that. I couldn't even stand. I had to have a stool. I, had, they had, I, I couldn't stand up. So um, I, I think I dropped my pick too. That was bad. But the Lord worked. And so now I am here where I am and I give all credit to the Lord. And just, it's been really, really solid to just bring out, you know, what the Lord has planted in me. And just being able to share that with youth and now with you guys here and equipping me for the next stage of my life, I'm going to college in something, August. We're going in college in August. So that will be super awesome to just have that foundation that, you know, the Lord has built using youth. And it's just been amazing just being able to further, you know, my worship and just like standing up here, like saying stuff really scares me, but like the Lord is working. So thank God. And um, youth prepared me to just be able to be an active member of the body of Christ. Again, like doing worship, speaking, being able to share with you guys, I would not have been able to do without youth group or without like any of you guys. And so that is just something that I'm super thankful for. Um, the Lord, I, another thing I have is, um, it's just, it's a way, it's a way, as Caleb said, for the next generation to be brought up. And what better way to do that than send them to church on Wednesday night. And then you can, you know, bribe them with games and snacks, but then they get filled with the word of God. So no matter like where your kid is with the Lord, you can send them and they will be filled. And it's up to the Lord to foster that seed and it's up to them whether they, what they do with that. But just know that like when you send your kid to youth on Wednesday, I can attest, they will always be filled with the word. They will always have the gospel planted in them. And then lastly, I just wanted to give a shout out. I think I have all the names of the youth leaders. If I don't, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. It is, but okay. So I just want to shout out all the youth leaders and just thank them personally. Wilson, Caleb, 
Bailey, Eliana, Amy, Emily, Kate, Whitney, Casey, TJ, and Courtney. And all of them, every single one of them has been extremely influential in youth and what it is today. Obviously the Lord working through them. But I just wanted to personally thank all of you guys for just giving of yourselves to us, to the youth, to the church. Um, you know, a lot of us would look a lot different, sound a lot different, talk a lot different, live a lot different without you guys. And so I just wanted to personally thank all of you guys for just everything that you're doing. And then obviously a special thanks to Brett for just being my youth pastor for six years and just all the fun times that we've had together and just everything that the Lord is doing. So, um, yeah, I'll just press out and then we'll go on to whatever. Um, Lord, I just thank you again for just youth, Lord. I thank you for the work you're doing, Lord. I thank you that you're not dormant, Lord. You're not, you're not kept in a book written thousands of years ago, Lord. You're active and you're moving, Lord. So I thank you for that. I thank you just for the testimonies, Lord, that we can share, Lord. And I thank you that we just get to show the church what you're doing, Lord, and just that you're, you're alive and well, Lord. So I thank you again for the youth and all the leaders. And I just thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Better compliment. Done. Sudden for the tap. Awesome. It's a beautiful thing to get to hear, you know, him come up here and just share what God's done and um, just to even be a part of it. It's humbling, you know. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much because we're going to move on to the next person. I don't want to cry. So, um, Wyatt. All right. Wyatt is an awesome dude. Amazing guy, but he's going to share with you basically just what Bryce did, just about what God's doing in his life. So give him a warm welcome. How's it going, everybody? Um, I did not prepare as much as Bryce did at all, so I'm going to be like half the time. Just get y'all out of here. But um, Wilson asked me to share just kind of um, this the four years I've had, actually six years I've had at youth group. I started in seventh grade, and it's been nothing just but a blessing. Um, started, I had Mr. Elman in junior high for two years and then Brett for three and a half and then Wilson finished it out. Um, just thank you to you three for just kind of raising me in God over those years and just being this like every Wednesday night, like you went to youth group and you were filled. And I took all those years kind of for granted and I never really realized that, that that's kind of been the cornerstone of my faith. And um, just without Wednesday nights, if I just decided not to go, I don't know where I would be right now. And so just like, just thank you guys. We'll, um, Brett was awesome for all the years that he led it. So good job, buddy. And then uh, some dork named Wilson came along. And so, <laughs> you know, nobody really knew how that was going to go. But he came in and uh, he was an awesome guy. And he works out too. So I guess points for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett says he wants muscles by like 30 or 40 or something like that. But he won't do 10 push-ups a day. We've had this conversation multiple times. We just can't get him to do it, but, you know, it's all right. It's, it's all right, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, youth group has just has been an absolute blessing on my life. So just thank you for all the youth leaders. I don't know all your names like Bryce because he's a tryhard, but, you know. Um, <laughs> but just, yeah, just thank you guys so much for just growing me all these years and just, just being, being the people that led me to God. And whenever, you know, I was going through a rough time, there was always Wednesday nights. That was kind of just the rock in my life I could always depend on to just keep me, um, just keep me founded in the word. And just, it's, it's, it's been an absolute blessing. Um, so Wilson asked me to share a verse and 
not like Bryce, I have one verse for you guys. But I couldn't figure out what to talk about until Thursday when God did something really, really cool in my life. He brought me 1 John 4.20 that says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And after I read that, the first part hit me. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. And I immediately was convicted that in my life, I had a lot of hatred for, for a couple people. And just reading that verse, I feel like God was like speaking to me, like it's time to give it up. And just with praying that night and then just, just praying more about it Friday, I finally like just decided that the hatred I had in my, in my heart and in my life, it was time to give it up. And so I, I just kept praying about it. And I decided that night that the people that I did have hatred for, I was going to make it right and I was going to move on and I was going to forgive them. And oh, I can't tell you just the weight that was lifted off my shoulders when I did that. It, 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 I, I haven't been this happy in a long time. And you think, you know, hating people sometimes, you think you have a right to hate people when you don't at all. And that's just, it's almost, honestly just selfish just to not move on no matter what they do to you. But just the, just the insane happiness and just kind of peace that I just felt afterwards. I would encourage you guys, if you have hatred in your heart or you have people that you're trying to kind of just push aside just because how you feel about it, it it's not worth it. Give it up. You know, God calls, God calls us to forgive and he calls us to minister. And you can't do that when, you know, you're saying like this verse says, I love God but there's one person who you don't love because you're too selfish to ask forgiveness and give it up. So just, I guess my encouragement from that, what God spoke to me is if you have hatred in your life, just forgive and forget and move on and love that person, even if it's impossible. So you want me to pray it out? Sure. All right. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Dear God, thank you um, just for this day. Thank you for all the youth and just all the years that they have just, the leaders have humbly sought you and have brought just so many kids closer to you. I thank you for the move of the spirit all these years in the youth. Um, I just pray that you would continue it. Uh, long after um, all the seniors leave and just years after years, I pray that you would continue your work each and every Wednesday and each and every Sunday. And I pray that your word would go forth and would not come back void, and I pray that it would all fall on every kid's ears, and they would respond, and they would love you more. Amen. Where is Jake at? All right, buddy. So go ahead and give a warm welcome to Jake. He's going to come up and share. So, uh, what's up? My name's, my name's Jake uh, Lang. I'm Paul Lang. Many of you guys know him. He's uh, the director of the Bible College here, and uh, I'm his son. And so, um, yeah, girl, I've always grown up in this church and um, been in the youth my whole life pretty much since second grade. Brett was always my pastor, and um, I love Brett. He was a really good guy, and... Um, the thing about him like that really stuck out to me was his availability. Um, I remember every day after school through elementary and middle school, I would go into his office and play video games and complain about why the teacher clipped me down that day, even though I was just a bad kid. And uh, like I even remember coming to his house one time uh, at like 10 or 10.30 at night, just stuck on some homework that I just 
was not of the Lord. And uh, pre-calculus is impossible, by the way. Don't ever try it. Letters and math is a sin. Anyway, but then <laughs> a couple years later, uh, Wilson came in, and uh, I remember thinking right as he came in, who is this guy, and can he bench press 225 pounds? And uh, even though he can't, and he drives his mom's Camaro every day, I still love him. <laughs> uh, yeah. But <laughs> um, he's, also, he's also the same with Brett. He's just really opened himself up to the youth, and me personally, uh, with things like we do a Monday night Bible study, just only dudes, a small group, and it's a really um, like personal time where we get real with each other. And, um, and I just had times where I've had deep conversations with him, important conversations, and I've come to him in times where I'm struggling. And um, so I can, it's really apparent to me why God brought him into the position he, he's in. And um, just kind of like the highlights of youth and what, how it's, what it's done to me was um, like going to uh, second to eighth grade, I went, to here for school. And uh, starting freshman year, I went to Mount Vernon, which is a secular public school with just a lot of worldliness all throughout it, as many of you guys know that went to public school. And um, the youth group has always been pretty essential to me in terms of keeping me grounded as I'm going to a school like that and playing football for them and like, you know, being in the locker room and stuff like that. But just having the youth group to keep me grounded and um, also just to keep me accountable. You know, good friends I've had and people like Caleb and Wilson, um, to just call me out on sin and uh, keep me accountable in times where I'm straying or, or anything like that. And um, also stuff like youth camp last year was just a really anointed, blessed time. And I remember it was really the first time I was super compelled on my own to have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. And, um, and uh, just have, I, it was the first time I had just a passionate burning fire for my relationship with him on a personal level. And just overall, it's helped me grow my faith. Um, I, can't, I feel like I would have gotten a lot worse and made a lot worse decisions throughout my life if I didn't have a youth group to have those good people around me. And um, if I had to relate it to a verse, like my relationship with youth group, it's been Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And so I just feel like that has been kind of the theme of youth group in my life, at least. So, the end. Kill them. Good job. Good job. No, it's so amazing to see what God is doing, you know, through him and through the other seniors and just youth group. And so, um, yeah, I'll get emotional if I keep talking. So, where's Bryce at? Where's he at? All right, attaboy. Give him a warm welcome. Uh, hello, good morning, afternoon, whatever time it is. Um, as most of you probably already know, I'm much more comfortable with a guitar in my hand, so I'm just going to pray so I can like, get into this. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity that I have to just uh, share, and it's not... It's about youth, Lord, but truly it's about you. So I just thank you for this opportunity that I have to just come before everyone and just give a testimony to who, to who you are and your goodness and just all the things you've done in my life and Jake's life and all the youth's life, Lord. I thank you just for the testimonies we have and how it all just comes back to you, Lord. I pray that you just bless this time and uh, 
Give me the words to say, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so uh, as Jake is the son of a pastor, I am also the son of a pastor. Tracy Gray is my father, and Rhonda is my mother. So if you know them, they've been around for a long time. They're not old, but they've been around for a long time. So um, with that being said, I have been around for a long time. This is pretty much the only church that I've ever really known. And so I've been involved. I, you know, went to Sunday school for years, and now I'm in youth, about to leave youth. I'm 17, going to go to college in a few months. That's going to be fun. And so uh, I just would like to start with a few verses. Uh, first is Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, which says, And he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And the next verse I have, and this will all tie in later, if you're wondering. The next verse is Hebrews 3, 13, which says, But exhort one another daily, what is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceivableness of sin. And I'll wrap those verses in. I just wanted to start with some scripture. So um, my youth background is I've been in youth for seven years since I was in sixth grade. I came in along with Jake and was in there in sixth grade. And my youth pastor has always been the Honorable Brett Goodrich, wherever he is, somewhere, running around. But I was always Brett's, uh, you know, a Brettling. I was always under Brett, and I've always, I've always known him as my pastor. And now we have Wilson. We love you too, but, you know, it's always been Brett. And um, so... So uh, through my middle school, I had Mr. Elman as well, and he was always too smart to understand. Like, he would just have, like, analogies of, like, space and, like, rockets and stuff, and that kind of confused me. But he was super solid, and um, as Brett goes, I was very, very honored to be under him, and he did so much for me. He, Like Jake said, he was always, always available to be talked to about whatever you need, whether it's youth-related or just, like, like Jake said, this video game is stupid. This teacher annoys me. Or whatever it might be, you could just walk into his office and he would just talk to you. And that was always super, super nice to, uh, to be available. And um, next is he has always um, just been there to kind of help you in whatever you're doing. And for me, that was worship. And I remember uh, my first time playing bass, I think he had taught me how to play bass either that Wednesday or the Wednesday before. And, uh, you know, we're, it's before, before dinner, and he was like, oh, by the way, you're playing tonight in front of all of the people. And I got really, really nervous. And so, like, I was, like, looking for this, like, you got this. Like, come on, you're going to do great. And the words which were spoken to me were, you are going to mess up, and everyone is going to hear you. And so that was just, that was really good to hear as like, uh, whatever, eighth, ninth, 10th grader I was, it was really awesome to hear, but I did good. I messed up and, uh, we made it. And now look, we're, uh, just able to serve the Lord in so many ways. And thank you to Brett and Julia for just making me do things I was not comfortable with. <clears throat> and also I remember doing the first like leading worship with Caleb. I was also extremely, extremely scared. I couldn't even stand up. I had to, I had to sit on a stool because I was scared. And I dropped my pick, and it was really terrible, and my voice was shaking. And, um, yeah, it was, it was bad. But, but now, 
now we're here. And just, again, thank you just for, for making me do things I didn't want to do. And so I've been leading worship since that occasion for about two years now. I started uh, the summer before last, I think it was. So that's just been really, really fun. I love doing it. I love just, uh, you know, bringing you guys into worship and youth and just being able to share that with, with the church. And um, the next thing I'll be talking about is why youth is important and why, what has it done for me? And the first thing it has done is brought foundation. And I could always look to youth or leaders or friends and to just ground me. Like Jake said, whatever, whatever happened at school, whatever things I was going through, whatever, whatever relational problems or just anything really, it would just bring me back and just plant me back in the word every week. And I was so just foundational to my walk with the Lord and just knowing that whatever I had or whatever was going on, that I could always be replanted and just every week get brought back into the word. And the next thing is fellowship. And, you know, youth is not always just like reading the entire book of Proverbs, like just sitting down and reading it. There's lots of fun things that happen. And so there's always games going on. There's always events and things being planned. And so that was awesome to just come and have fun while being, you know, baptized in the word. And so that was always just super fun time, being able to come and enjoy my time with the Lord because I feel like as a kid, like you always think like big people church is like scary and boring and just read and they don't stop reading. But like with youth, you just go in and you play games, you have fun and you also get the word, which is awesome. And the next thing it has done, as I briefly shared, was it has furthered my gifts and talents, especially that of worship. And I probably would not be able to like, speak in front of people without youth just that that foundation of being able to uh just further the gifts that the lord has given me and it's been super awesome to just be able to uh lead worship and just become a active member of the body of christ and that's where ephesians 4 12 comes in i'll read it again it says and he gave himself some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so that, that is something that I've just been able to engage in and just be able to be an active member of the body and just give back. It's not all about just, you know, what I can get out of youth or what fun things we can do or how many verses of the Bible I read every day, but it's about giving back to the Lord and to the church. And it has just been something I've really enjoyed has been able to be an active member and not just sitting around and being able to, give back to the Lord and use his gifts and talents and whatever it may be just to glorify him. And I've loved being to do that, being able to do that. And it has allowed me to be able to be prepared for the next stage of my life, which is college. And just that foundation of when you go off into the world, there's so many things like Caleb and Jake shared. It's just a dark world out there. And even though I may be going to a Christian college that there's so much that I'm not prepared for and I wouldn't be prepared for without, you know, youth in the church and all of you guys and all of the youth leaders and my fellowship and my faith. And it has just really been able to ground me and keep me solid with the Lord, which I know will, I will reap the benefits of later. And the last thing I want to say is just um, put your kids in youth. It's, it's, it's such a good, just great environment. And it's, there's no better way to just, plant the next generation and just raise up the men and women of the Lord. And even if your kids 
are strong with the Lord or they don't believe, the, the only thing we can do is plant the seed. And that's what youth is. Youth is just being able to plant. And whether they decide to pursue that on their own or the Lord comes in and does a work, it's our job to just be available and to plant the seed. And so that's what youth has done for so many people, including myself, is just plant that seed and the Lord has done mighty works with it. And one thing before I close is just, I wanna go through and share the names of all the youth leaders current and just give a shout out to all of them for all they've done. We have Wilson, Caleb, Bailey, Eliana, Amy, Emily, Kate, Whitney, Casey, TJ, Courtney, Keith, and Grant. And all of those people have just been amazing and they are the people who's behind all of this. They will never like be prideful about it. Like, hey, I taught your kid the Bible. But like they, they're so foundational in just what youth is and they're such great men and women of the Lord. And again, a special thanks to Brett for always just being my youth pastor and um, just getting me to where I am today. So with that, I will hand it back to Wilson and I'll just pray. Lord, I thank you for youth, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity that we have to just come before the church and share and just show them what you're doing, Lord. I thank you that you're not, you're not stuck in a book that was written thousands of years ago, Lord. You're active and working today, Lord. I thank you just for the testimonies that, that we all have, Lord, of youth and that, that you're just working, Lord. I thank you for Jake and Wyatt and all the guys who got to share, Lord. I pray that you would just Bless us as we go in the next stage of life, Lord. I thank you just again for your word and just the ability that we have to read it. In Jesus' name, amen. At this point, I don't know how I could like follow up any of that. Um, between worship and like, I'm back there crying during worship. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get it together. And then I hear Caleb and I start crying. And then I hear Bryce. I start crying and then I hear Wyatt and I cry laughing. So, but um, I just wanted to leave you guys with a little bit of a word here. I know I got to speak a few weeks ago and got to share a little bit of my heart and my hope for what is going on in our generation and how like the ground is ready. And you guys get to hear a little bit of that, but it doesn't stop with just those two. It doesn't all of a sudden click senior year like that type of testimony of the word of God impacting people, not because of, again, what me, Caleb, Brett, or anyone else is doing, but the impact of the word of the Lord is having a profound impact on junior high all the way up through. And so testimonies can be found like that anywhere you walk through the youth room. Today, as you walk around and you see youth greeting or doing those things, anyone wearing a youth shirt, like they're going to be able to tell you of what the Lord is doing in their life. And that is not something that we get to say about most places we go. Uh, the places we work, the places that we fellowship outside of church, to be able to know a group of people that just love the Lord and love his word simply is special. And so uh, I do want to share with you a little bit of a devotional, if you will, more than a teaching, but 1 Timothy 4.12 says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. One of the benefits that you get when you have a large number of kids that love the Lord and love him together is accountability. And so when they are acting out of line, they call each other out. We'll have a guy's Bible study, and if someone doesn't show, they call them, put them on speakerphone. Where are you? Why are you not here? They call them out, and it's awesome. But uh, I do want to kind of 
give you some context here, if we look at that verse, is that Paul's charge to Timothy, who is a very, very young believer, is to preach the gospel. And he has to exhort him to call him out and encourage him with this verse that says, let no one despise your youth. And then he exhorts him, brings him up further, do this too, right? Be an example, like go above and beyond. Don't live in fear. Don't live in a half-hearted, lukewarm scenario where you just have your own faith or walk with the Lord that's in your room. No, like go out and do it. And so there's so much again that the Lord is doing more, more testimony of what he's doing, but obviously conduct, love, spirit, faith, purity, these are all worthwhile things. And they're hard to be good examples in any one of these ways, much less all around, but we see that in the youth group. Is it done perfectly? No. Is it done perfectly in leadership? No, but the Lord is moving. But I want to point out one thing in particular the beginning of that verse, let no one despise your youth. In one way, you can read this as just because you're young or young in faith, don't let anyone's opinion of it deter you from walking in these things. But remember in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, What? For I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. What is he unashamed of? It's the preaching of the gospel. But you cannot be unashamed without shame. Someone must shame you for you to then be able to cast off that shame. And we're working with a generation of youth, much like any of us that go into a workplace today, where we don't know just how quickly or how sharply shame will be thrown on us. And it's easy for us as adults to look at that and be like, I can be unashamed. Like, I know how to handle conflict or I know how to walk away or those things. For youth, this is the first time a lot now that they are taking hold of their faith. They are being met not just with resistance, not just intimidations, but threats, persecution. Like it goes so much beyond just like, I don't want to hear that. And walking away, it's who gives you the right? Who said you can impose these things on me? And that's a really hard to command what to follow up with of Paul saying, let no one despise you. Let no one despise or look down on you for your faith. But these kids are doing it through the power of the spirit and what the Lord is doing like these kids are walking in it. And so I, I just, I am so in love with what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is working amongst the youth and also amongst the leaders, how it's continued to grow, even this body at large. Like, I know we get to talk about youth group a lot right now, but this is just a small version of really what God is doing here at Horizon as well. We're, they're just as much as a part of this body as you are. And so I want to encourage you in the same way. Let no one despise your youth. Let no one despise your faith be an example, walk in these things. And that also means walk in it for the younger generation. They need to see it, that it doesn't fade in their 20s, that it doesn't fade in their 30s, that they don't check out, get a job, work to retirement, and then have a good life, but that they see someone and older generations, especially on their knees, praying, seeking the Lord, lifting their hands in worship. One of the biggest, like, the thing that gets me to cry every single Wednesday when it happens 
is that when junior hires look over at the senior hires and they raise their hands or someone raises their hands as a leader, and then you'll see like the whole junior high section hands go up. They're imitators. They're being imitators. And so I want to encourage you that you're having more of an impact on this generation than you may realize. And it's a beautiful thing. So I just want to close this up with that um, and with a couple of announcements, but we'll pray and then I'll get into those announcements. Um, actually, I'll do the announcements and we'll pray that gives the transition. I'm learning here. I know it's my second time, but um, so the girls did a great job uh, giving announcements. I just want to add a couple of things here. Um, youth camp is $250. It's July 1st through the 5th, and there's a sign-up link um, for you. You can go through the Horizon Youth website. And then there's a couple of different things going on, as you can tell, as you leave here. There's a bake sale going on, and then there's a sign-up sheet in the info center, both for supporting students to be able to go to youth camp. We have a large amount of kids that come here that don't go to church here, including kids whose parents aren't believers, who aren't always supportive of their faith. They're thankful that they're in a safe place on a Wednesday night, and so they're willing to drop them off. Um, but they don't always have ways to get to youth camp. And so the bake sale and things out there are ways for us to raise money to sponsor kids to be able to go to youth group or to youth camp this summer. And so it's five days of worship, word, fellowship, foundations, everything that you've heard about today, it's five days of it. And so it's amazing. And there is a spot where if you just say, I just want to send a kid, like give me a kid and I want to send them. There's a sign up sheet for us to contact you if that becomes, um, if we end up with a list of kids who need to be uh, financially supported for that. So if you guys could please just stop in and pray um, with them, that would be amazing. There's a few different ways to pray for youth in the middle of everything. That is for one, continued salvation for evangelism to continue to take place, that the kids would be bold in their faith, that the teaching of the word on Wednesdays, as you've heard, would continue to be solid, rooted in the word of God only, not on our opinions, not on gimmicks or cool examples or anything like that, uh, that our worship would be spirit-led, and that the disciples would be made, not just Wednesday night Christians, not just Monday, you know, Sunday morning Christians, where their faith gets left at home on Monday mornings. Please pray for youth camp as well, and for the children to, for the youth to continue to have a heart for prayer. Um, it is nothing but a blessing to be able to serve your youth. And so if there's any way that we can pray for you as parents to partner alongside of you, even as grandparents to partner alongside of you in raising up the next generation, that's what we're here to do. So thank you guys. I'll pray real quick and we'll end with some worship. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the testimony of it, the impact it has on a generation that's to come up that in most ways feels hopeless to people. Lord, we're hearing and we're seeing you at work. And so, God, we just thank you. We just want to lift today up to you and give you praise for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen.